Some statistics are born bad. They aren't much good from the start, because they are based on nothing more than guesses or dubious data. Other statistics mutate. Joel Best, sociologist. Crying. The sky is falling. It might sell books, but it never solves problems. Ed Stetzer, Lifeway Research. You may have heard the bad news about Christianity in America. The church is shrinking. Christians get divorced more than anybody else. Non-Christians have a very low opinion about Christians, and on and on it goes. This disheartening news is often given to us in the form of statistics, which we seem to encounter everywhere. We find them in sermons, articles, books, and day-to-day conversation. And these numbers, based in research, seem official and trustworthy. But there is a hitch. Many of the statistics currently bandied about regarding the Christian faith in the United States are incomplete, inaccurate, and otherwise prone to emphasize the negative. Bad news has pushed aside the good news about the good news. A questionable statistic mutates. Let me give an example. I was browsing a website when I read a provocative headline. Only prostitutes rank lower than evangelicals in terms of respect in the mind of the public. This didn't sound right to me, so I did some detective work to figure out where the statistic came from. Now, when I think of detective work, I think of the television show CSI, with flashlight beams and dark rooms and dramatic music and maybe a bulletproof vest. But, alas for me, as a sociologist, it's just sitting at my computer looking up data. Still, I found an interesting story about Christian statistics. In 2002, the Barna Group conducted a survey of 270 non-Christians. They asked these non-Christians their impressions of 11 different groups in society, including born-again Christians, ministers, and evangelicals. I summarized their findings in Figure 1. The Barna Group found that born-again Christians and ministers scored high in respect, but evangelicals scored low. Based on these data, the Barna Group concluded that non-Christians are dismissive of evangelicals. According to the article, this negative opinion has consequences. One reason why evangelical churches across the nation are not growing is due to the image that non-Christian adults have of evangelical individuals, the study wrote. Wow, if this is true, it gives us a key to church growth, changing non-Christians' negative impressions of Christians. But frankly, I'm not sure how much credence we should give to the Barna Group's conclusion, for several reasons. I'm going to go into a bit of detail about this statistic, not necessarily because it is so important in its own right, but rather to illustrate that we can't always believe every statistic that we hear. To start with, notice that there is some confusion among the respondents. Notice the unusually high number who are unsure of their response to evangelicals, answering with, I don't know. This number was twice as high as it was for any other category. The reason for this confusion may have been that the question appears to have been worded in a peculiar way. For it asks about evangelicals, not evangelical Christians. Perhaps some respondents thought the survey was asking about evangelists, the people who knock at your door when you're just sitting down for dinner. When the Barna Group asked specifically about born-again Christians, the respondents were much more favorable, ranking them third highest overall. How many of us, Christian or otherwise, can accurately describe the difference between a born-again Christian and an evangelical? In fact, some surveys have even used the terms interchangeably. So the fact that the Barna's Group study found such different results for these two groups raises a red flag. The second reason that I'm skeptical of the Barna Group's conclusion has to do with math. So bear with me for a moment. 
The Barnett Group's discussion of the statistic focuses on the fact that only 23% of the respondents had a favorable impression of evangelicals. This number, however, includes in the denominator the respondents who answered, I don't know. In other words, if you were asked the question, 23% of what, the answer would be 23% of the 270 people who took the survey. But this isn't quite fair. It would make more sense to answer the question, how many people have a favorable impression among those who have heard of evangelicals in the first place? After all, if you don't know what an evangelical is, there's no chance of you having a good impression of them. Dropping the don't know respondents from the denominator bumps the number of favorable ratings of evangelicals to 28%. This puts evangelicals in the middle of figure one, even when you do the same with the other groups. There is also a problem related to the sample size of only 270 survey participants. There's nothing wrong with smaller samples, per se, but the smaller size just means that we can only detect big differences between groups, and not small differences.